0: Praise God, from whom all blessings flow. This is Brother William Kantz with this week's lesson from 1 Samuel, chapter 25, verses are 23 through 42, and the title of this week's lesson is David and Abigail. Last week, we finished up with a discussion of Abigail from chapter 25, and this week we Want to go in more in depth on Abigail's uh, petition to David and the subsequent uh, result of that petition. In addition, we want to look at uh, why David is venerated in the uh, scriptures. And we will begin with reading from the New King James Version of the Holy Bible. First, Samuel. 25, the verses are 23 through 42, and the text reads, Now when Abigail saw David, she dismounted quickly from the donkey, fell on her face before David, and bowed down to the ground. So she fell at his feet and said, On me, my Lord, on me, let this Inequity be. And please let your maidservant speak in your ears and hear the words of your maidservant. Please let not my Lord regard this scoundrel Nabal, for he is, as his name, so he is. Nabal is his name, and folly is with him. But I, your maidservant, did not see the young men of my Lord whom you sent. Now therefore, my Lord, as the Lord lives and as your soul lives, since the Lord has held you back from coming to bloodshed and from avenging yourself with your own hand, now then, let your enemies and those who seek harm for my Lord be as Nabal. And now, this present which your maidservant has brought to my Lord, let it be given to the young men who follow my Lord. Please forgive the trespass of your maidservant, for the Lord will certainly make for my Lord an enduring house, because my Lord fights the battles of the Lord, and evil is not found in you throughout your days. Yet a man has risen to pursue you and seek your life, but the life of my Lord shall be bound in the bundle of the living with the Lord your God and the lives of your enemies, he shall sling out as from the pocket of a sling. And it shall come to pass, when the Lord has done for my Lord, according to all the good that he has spoken concerning you, and has appointed you ruler over Israel, that this will be no grief to you, nor offense of heart to my Lord, either that you shall... That you have shed blood without cause, or that my Lord has avenged himself. But when the Lord has dealt well with my Lord, then remember your maid servant. Then David said to Abigail Blessed is the Lord of God of Israel who sent you this day to meet me. And blessed is your advice. And blessed are you because you have kept me this day from coming to bloodshed and from avenging myself with my own hand. For indeed, as the Lord God of Israel lives, who has kept me back from hurting you, unless you had hurried and come to meet me, surely by morning light no males would have been left to Nabal. So David received from her hand what she had brought him and said to her, Go up in peace to your house. See, I have heeded your voice and respected your person. Now Abigail went to Nabal, and there he was, holding a feast in his house like the feast of a king, and Nabal's heart was merry within him, for he was very drunk. Therefore she told him nothing, little or much, until morning light. So it was... In the morning when the wine had gone from Nabal and his wife had told him these things that his heart died within him and he became like a stone. Then it happened after about ten days that the Lord struck Nabal and he died. So when David heard that Nabal was dead, he said, Blessed be the Lord who has pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal. And has kept his servant from evil. For the Lord has returned the wickedness of Nabal on his own head, and David sent and proposed to Abigail to take her as his wife. When the servants of David had come to Abigail at Carmel, they spoke to her, saying, David sent us to you to ask you to become his wife. Then she arose, bowed her face to the earth, and said, Here is your maidservant, a servant, to wash the feet of the servants of my Lord. So Abigail rose in haste and rode on a donkey attended by five of her maidens, and she followed the messengers of David and became his wife. Blessed be God's holy and divine word. David is one of the most venerated personalities of Scripture. Matthew records, But while Joseph thought about these things, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream, saying, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take to you Mary, your wife. Matthew 1, verse 20. Not only is David prominent, In the genealogy of Joseph. But when an angel appears to Mary, Luke records now, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent by God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. Luke 1 26 through 27. In the New Testament, the genealogy of Jesus, according to the Gospel of Luke, traces Jesus' lineage back to King David through the line of Nathan. Specifically, in Luke 3, verse 31, the genealogy of Jesus connects to Nathan through Heli, the son of Mathat. David and his posterity were of importance Because through him Christ was to come into the world. The calling of Israel, the kingship of David, the recording of the Old Testament, all of it leads to the birth, death, and resurrection of Jesus, the Son of God. In this particular lesson about David and Abigail, we again, as last week, find a stark contrast between wisdom and folly. In this instant, the two concepts are seen as opposite or divergent actions of a husband and a wife, Nabal and Abigail. Nabal, whose name means foolish or fool, selfishly, refused to provide for David and his men, as we noted last week in 1 Samuel 25, verses 10 through 11. Abigail, however, went out of her way to give them, David's men, abundant supplies, verse 18. When Abigail was informed that Nabal refused to hear David's men and to provide them with uh, any food resources, she Hat set out to make the situation right. On her way to the stronghold where they were staying, Abigail met David coming to the festival of Nabal. David was accompanied by 400 men, all of them armed for conflict. Abigail showed her good sense. There was no way her husband could resist the strength of David's army. She brought ample supplies to placate, to satisfy, to sate the anger of David. Abigail dismounted and fell on her face before David. She said, Please let not my Lord regard this scoundrel Nabal, for as his name is so is he. Nabal is his name and folly is with him. First Samuel 25, verse 25. Abigail begged David for forgiveness on behalf of her husband and gave David and his men the food supplies she brought with her. Because of her generosity and subsequent wise advice, David refrained from striking down Nabal and his household. Abigail is as wise as Nabal is foolish. Her behavior is characterized by humility, generosity, and discretion. Godly virtues. Let us again review the narrative details. While en route to supply David and his men, Abigail met David at the head of his contingent of warriors heading in her direction. When David spoke, it was obvious he was outraged by Nabal's response to his request. He declared, Surely in vain I have protected all that this fellow has in the wilderness, so that nothing was missed of all that belonged to him, and he has repaid me evil for good. May God do so, and more also, to the enemies of David, if I leave one male of all who belong to him by morning light. Verses 21 and 22. Upon hearing David's intentions, Abigail dismounted quickly from the donkey, fell on her face before David, and bowed down to the ground. Verse twenty-three. With full with the full attention of David and his men fixed upon her, Abigail addressed the future king. Here, then, we have an impassioned plea, a formal advocacy from Abigail, for David to practice restraint. Abigail beseeches David, let me speak in thine audience, King James. Let me speak in thine audience. Abigail here is formally litigating the situation. She puts herself in the place of a penitent and a petitioner. She could not excuse her husband's conduct. She does not depend on her own reasoning, but on God's grace to soften David's heart. Notice, she says, Upon me alone, my lord, be the guilt. Verse 24. Abigail's action in these words took upon herself the guilt of her husband, hoping in this to save his life in spite of Nabal's unworthiness. Again, Abigail speaks, let not my Lord regard this ill-natured fellow Nabal, verse 25. Abigail's argument, it is below you, Lord, to take vengeance on such a weak and despicable reprobate as Nabal. This was exactly the same argument that David had used in his efforts to dissuade Saul from trying to kill him, chapter 24 and verse 14. The argument was that Nabal was not important enough to warrant David's taking vengeance upon him, and besides, as Abigail pointed out, more importantly, it was contrary to God's law when she says, Seeing the Lord has restrained you from blood guilt, verse 26. These words were an assertion by Abigail that David's projected murder of Nabal and his household was in fact and would be a violation of God's law. And, They were a reproof, a denial of David's intentions. Abigail's skillful warning here had the desired effect. Abigail was a wise counselor regarding David's anger. David was attentive to her commentary. According to his own principles, David wrote, Let the righteous smite me. It shall be a kindness, and let him reproof me. It shall be as oil upon the head. Let not my head refuse it. That's from Psalm 141, verse 5. American Standard. Again, let the righteous smite me. It shall be a kindness, and let him reproof me. It shall be as oil upon the head. Let not my head refuse it. In other words, David here is saying, uh, let me pay attention to what is good. Abigail asserted that David was a warrior for the Lord. My Lord is fighting battles for the Lord, verse 28. She described David as fighting the battles of the Lord and acting in an upright manner. The term evil in the New King James is also translated as wrongdoing in the NIV. Such behavior is characterized of Nabal. Verse three and verse twenty one. But it is inappropriate for the future king of Israel. Two wrongs do not make a right. The implication is that Nabal's offense response, offensive response, while certainly wrong, is not worthy of death. The shedding of blood would be unwarranted, and equally wrong. Your enemies, shall he, God, sling out as from the hollow of a sling, verse 29. What an interesting commentary by Abigail indicating that God would fight the battle, that God had already won the battle. And also bringing up the idea of the sling uh, that brought David his early notoriety as a great champion of Israel. And Abigail says, When the Lord has appointed you prince over Israel, verse 30. So here, Abigail in this statement, recognized that God was Israel's true sovereign and that David would rise to the throne. She foretells the glorious end of David's present trouble. The knowledge of God's intentions were foreshadowed by Abigail's testimony. God will make David a lasting Dynasty, verse 28. This is undeniably an adumbration or foreshadowing of Nathan's prophecy in Second Samuel 7, verse 8, which reads, Now then, tell my servant David, This is what the Lord Almighty says, I took you from the pasture, from tending the flock, and appointed you ruler over my people Israel. Abigail beseeches David to look kindly on her when he ascends the throne. Remember me, thy servant, verse 31. Abigail has pointed out the folly for David to extract his revenge. She has humbly and persuasively intervened on behalf of her husband and his household. She has reminded David of who he is and stays his hand from unnecessary violence, preparing an important lesson that he will need in the future. As the legitimate anointed one, he must continue to live by faith and wait patiently for God's way and God's timing. And David said to Abigail, Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel who sent you this day to meet me. Blessed be your discretion. David was receptive and recognized the value in her intervention and his restraint. David humbly received the rebuke of this woman, thanked her and thanked God that she had come to meet him with such a plea. This is very much like the occasion in his later life when he responded to the condemnation of the prophet Nathan following David's murder of Uriah. In this presentation by Abigail, which is the longest speech by a woman in the Old Testament, 153 words, Abigail did three remarkable things. First, she successfully interceded in behalf of her husband. Second, she prophetically revealed David's dynasty as the founder of a dynasty and the vanquisher of enemies. And three, she prevented David from bringing judgment down on himself through an egregious violation of the Torah. When she finished speaking, David praised God for his providence and Abigail for her wise counsel. The skill and tactfulness with which Abigail addressed David is remarkable and God-dependent. Speaking to David both respectfully and truthfully, she attempted to accept blame for the incident without excusing the behavior of Nabal. Because she did not ignore the problem, trouble was averted. Her language beautifully parallels the truthfulness of Proverbs 15, verses 1 and 2. A soft answer turns away wrath. But a harsh word stirs up anger. The tongue of the wise uses knowledge rightly, but the mouth of fools pours forth foolishness. Quite a lesson for us today, church. After Abigail met David and spoke to him, and brought him the supplies and the most needed commentary, she went immediately to the place where Nabal was feasting. He was so drunk that she decided not to share with him what had happened when David and his men sought provisions. The next morning she expected the wine to have worn off. It had, and she told the things that had transpired between her and David Nabal was so shocked, his heart died within him and he became like a stone, 1 Samuel 25, verse 37. Ten days later, the Lord struck Nabal and he died, verse 38. When David heard the news of Nabal's death, he rejoiced. David praised God, he stated, Blessed be the Lord who has pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal on his own head. 1 Samuel 25, 39. The Lord had vindicated him. He had not killed the people of Nabal in Carmel, but Nabal's life had been taken from him. Knowing Abigail was recently widowed David sent to her, asking her to become his second wife. Accepting David's proposal, Abigail rose in haste and rode on a donkey, attended by five of her maidens, and she followed the messengers of David and became his wife. Verse 42. David heeded Abigail's wise words. He demonstrated respect for the deference she demonstrated for him and also for her husband's household, despite her husband's faulty character. David gave her his blessing, promising her a safe return home and the preservation of the men of Nabal. Abigail is mentioned subsequently in Scripture as the mother of David's second-born son. Her story should echo in our spiritual life today as an example of true submission and courage even in the face of adversity. This lesson is yours. Thanks for listening. I pray that something has been said that is both uplifting and edifying. Next week's lesson is from Second Samuel 5. The verses are 1 through 16 and is entitled, David Reigns. Let's pray together, friends. Our Father, which art in heaven, Father of our Father's Father, we approach your throne of grace With acknowledged humility and thankfulness, we recognize your power, your glory, and your presence. We thank you for your love, your grace, your long suffering. Father God, we ask for your forgiveness of any trespasses we have perpetrated since the last time we have been together. Father, we thank you for your mercy. We ask for space and time needed to bring all to know your everlasting blessings. We thank you for your unrestrained love for us demonstrated by the sacrifice of your only begotten Son on the cruel cross of Calvary. His life, death, and resurrection gives us the model and hope to find our way back to you if it be your will, Father. We thank you for the Church of Christ, where men, women, boys and girls may find their way back to you with fear and trembling. We pray for all, Father God. We pray for all who labor in your vineyard. We pray that leadership be bold and stand on your truth. We pray for the preachers and teachers that they continue to rightly present your holy and divine word. We come now for those who are suffering this day, those who are sick, shut in, and their caregivers. Father God, we come for those who are addicted, those who are in abusive situations, those behind prison walls. Father God, please give them all those things they stand in need of this day. Father, we, we come for all within the sound of my voice and their extended family. Build us up. Help us to be bold, to stand on your word, and to be able to be called your children. Thank you, Father, for all you have done, are doing, and continue to do in our lives. Thank you for the opportunity we have had today to study another portion of your lessons for all. These and all other blessings and favors we ask in the most holy name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Again, thanks for listening, church. Let us all reach out in Christian love this week by telecom phone by text or message, card, let us spread Christian love this week. Stay safe. Bye for now.